we're on this subject on blessing. And uh, I want to continue. We'll just go for, uh, I won't give you it all today. I don't want to overdo it. My goodness, it's 11 o'clock. Well, I've just got three minutes. It's 11.10.57, so do you want a short sermon, Thielen? Three-minute sermon? How about, can you stand 15 minutes? I think you probably could. Amen. Um, the Greek word, we're talking about blessing. And, and listen, home fellowship leaders, you've got to take your own notes because you're going to put together your own little program each time you meet. It would probably be good for you to learn the eight different, you have, we haven't learned them all, but the eight characteristics or key characteristics of speaking a blessing. That's what we're on right now. We've covered a lot with the subject of blessing. But now we're getting into the nuts and bolts on how to speak a blessing. Well, I don't know, Pastor, if I could just speak a blessing. Well, you're good at speaking everything else but a blessing. Americans can speak. Do you know Americans probably are the most opinionated people on the face of the earth? It's true. That's good. You're pretty sharp today. I appreciate that. We are. We have an opinion. How many of you got a... Listen, I'm married to a woman that's got an opinion. I'll never forget Micah when he was a little baby. Sandy Belts had him in the baby nursery, and she said to Kathy, he's the most opinionated baby I've ever seen. (laughs) You remember he said that, but you did. And he is. Dear God, he's just... Opinion. We all got our opinions. And we open our mouths to give our opinions. I had an opinion with Abe because I was going, I won't get into that, don't worry. I was going down the road, going to a tennis match. It was a quarter to six. He starts at six o'clock and I always turn him on because I enjoy his show. He really is good at what he does. He's got a gift. But then he got into his He does stupid criminal stuff, and he does different things, and he got into something else that day, and I thought to myself and made a mental note, I'm going to really call him on the carpet. I had an opinion about what he talked about that morning, didn't I? Now I'll be up early tomorrow, so get ready. I'll have an opinion. But we have an opinion. But we should use our mouths to bless. Not to criticize, not to be critical of other people because we're so good at being judgmental and critical. It's getting awful quiet, but it's the truth. The Greek word for blessing is E-U-L-O-G-E-O, eulogio, and it means to speak a good word to others while they're still living. While they're what? Now, I I wrote these scriptures. I'm not going to have you turn. Just listen to these scriptures. James 3, verses 3 through 12, talks about the tongue. Everyone say tongue. Say, I have a tongue. You do. And the Bible says in James, with it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the likeness of God. So we have a tongue, and we can do what? Bless or curse, it's up to you and it's up to me. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 12 says, The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious. 
So if you speak gracious words, you'd be put into a category of being what? Wise. And if you didn't speak gracious words, you'd be put into another category. How about fool? Proverbs 15, 4 says, A wholesome tongue or a healing tongue is a tree of life. So what's your tongue today? Is it a tree of life? Isaiah 54, 50, verse 4 says, The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I might know how to speak a word in season to him who's weary. My tongue gave a word today to those who were weary. You can do that too. Luke chapter 4, I love this, verse 22, referring to our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words that proceeded out of his mouth. What do you mean? I mean the people that were in that audience that Jesus himself, he was speaking, whether it be in the temple, wherever, his words caused people to marvel. When's the last time people have marveled at your words? In other words, they were astounded. They couldn't believe the words that he spoke. Why? Because those words blessed people. Colossians 4 verse 5, walk in wisdom towards those who are outside redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, so you know how to answer every man. See, our words are so vital and so important. Now, there are eight key elements of blessing. Look at Genesis 48. I'll just have you turn there. This will be the only scripture you'll turn to this morning. I won't get as far today, but you know what? I'm not moved by time are pressured about having to deliver so many points in one sermon. All I do is unhook and we hook back up. What Pastor Brad minister on last week when I was gone? That's a test. What? What? Slowing down? What else? Opening your hearts to the poor. Deeds of kindness. Okay. Slow down and spend some time with God. That's good. Okay. Now, there are, there are eight different key elements of blessing here in Genesis chapter 48. I want to read to you this passage of Scripture, and then I'll make some comments. It says, Then Israel saw Joseph's sons and said, Who are these? And Joseph said to his father, They are my sons whom God has given me in this place. And he said, Please bring them to me, and I will bless them. Do you see how ready he was? Grandpa was ready to bless. And now the eyes of Israel were dim with age, so he could not see. And then Joseph brought them brought those two boys, Ephraim and Manasseh, to them, and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said to Joseph, I had not thought to see your face, but in fact God has also shown me your offspring. Well, then he goes on and goes through this blessing. So number one, 
you know, you home fellowship leaders, be good to know this. Your blessing should be natural and spot- spontaneous like shaking a hand is to us. In other words, it, it should become easy for you to do that. And I realize things that we're going into might be a little bit awkward, but I want us to use our tongues to bless. God, our Heavenly Father, wants us to use our tongues to bless a lost and dying world. So it should be a natural thing. Now, you don't have to bless everyone you come in contact with. If you do, they're going to think you're nuts. Be led by God's Spirit when you bless someone. You know, I, I've been around Christians that are just bless happy. I guess I'd be better than being curse happy. But in other words, they can get weird and strange. I've never functioned well with weird and strange. It doesn't move me. But if you're going to bless somebody being led by the Spirit, I'll tell you what, your gracious words will be like Jesus. It'll have a profound effect upon those that hear it. But be led by the Spirit. Number two, your blessing should include a warm and loving embrace. There's only a few people that can warm, give me warm and loving embraces. My wife, Elena, That little doll kid or girl, that's a natural thing. Have you ever noticed when little girls, just come, they hug you. They just come up and, you know, I'll be somewhere and there comes Elena. And I'll know I'm going to get my hug. It's a natural thing. It's not weird. That's the way it should be for you and I when we go to people. Some people don't like to be hugged. Maybe they need to be hugged. Then they'll like to be hugged. All right, so your blessing should include a warm and loving embrace. Then also we talked about when you lay hands on people. The Bible says not to lay hands suddenly on people. In other words, you just don't go around laying hands on everybody. Right? All right? You know, I was counseling my couple that I'm marrying outside the church, and I had the pleasure of leading the young man to the, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I don't marry people outside the church very often, but I have, and, and Brad has, Pastor Brad has too. But, uh, you know, I had an opportunity to sit and talk to them, and I said, well, they came to church. Uh, that was great. They came to church. And we were gotten to talking about church because they're not used to a, a, a church where, you know, people can shout and and I, really, we're pretty mild-mannered here, I think. We need to be a more shouting church. Amen. You should be shouting today because the struggle is not yours. But the, the girl, the young lady brought the comment. She says, you speak in tongues. I said, yes, we do. And it's in the Bible. You know, so what did they come away with? They we're the church that speaks. We're not the only church that speaks in tongues. I'll clue you. I'll guarantee you this. There's there's a Catholic church, a few miles this way. Am I pointing the right direction? And you know, a lot of them nuns speak in tongues. Can't guarantee the priest does, but the nun does. I've been around nuns in the hospital when had somebody dying that I was called to be with, and there was the nun sitting with me around the bed. 
And there's some Lutherans that speak in tongues. Uh Uh-huh. And there's some other denominations. But, you know, what are we known as? The church on the edge of town that speaks in other tongues. Well, so be it. I'm proud of my spiritual heritage. I'm proud of the full gospel message. And if it's in the Bible, then it's for me. If it's not in the Bible, then I don't want it. But I want what's in the Bible. And I don't know how I got off into speaking in other tongues, but it's of God. And if you're not filled with the Spirit and you don't speak in tongues, then I'd start reading about it, studying about it, and getting hungry. I want God. I want God to move. I want the, the Spirit of God to move, the gifts of the Spirit to move. And it all begins with speaking in other tongues. Say, that's, that's extra today, but it's the truth. Now, the final thing is, and this is my closing. <laughs> that's the beginning of my message. I told you 15 minutes and I got five. Your blessing... Now listen, we've learned three. This is number four. Your blessing includes your spiritual heritage. What do you mean by that? Your blessing includes your spiritual heritage. Genesis 48, verse 15. Now listen to this. And he blessed Joseph. This is Jacob. And he blessed Joseph and said, God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked. So who did he bring into this blessing? His past. Heritage, spiritual heritage. He brought Abraham and Isaac into it. The God who has fed me all my life long to this day. The angel who has redeemed me from all evil. Now listen. Bless the lads and let my name be named upon them. Wow, this is powerful. And the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac. And let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Wow. That's powerful. Did you like a blessing like that? Well, this blessing, your blessing includes your spiritual heritage, and he brought that up. He brought Abraham Isaac up, but then he also brought up provision, the aspect or characteristic of provision in a blessing. He says, the God who has fed me all my life long to this day. What's he mean? God, his covenant-keeping God has taken care of him and provided for him. How many of you know, how many of you today, your God has provided for you? Supernatural. How many of you were at a point in your life, especially in our early ministry? I And this is, and you know, we're Americans, but there was a time where my wife and I didn't have any food. And that's that's hard to believe because look at me now. I'm really getting heavy. Didn't have food in the cupboards, and Sandy Belt showed up with food. I bet you don't even remember that, but we do. Why? Because we needed. Why? Because my God shall supply all of our need. Amen? God's a good God. So he, you, the blessing includes your heritage. Your blessing includes supernatural provision, but then it also, number three, Provides protection. It says, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil. So, when you speak a blessing, your blessing includes spiritual heritage. It includes supernatural provision, speaking that over someone, and then protection. 
So those aspects are important. If you're going to bless someone, then bless them with that. Now I'm going to go on. I'm going to stop there. Amen.